another week and another episode of the Granny Panty Podcast, where I love to highlight uh, mature creators in the adult industry. My guest today is someone that I really looked up to from my pretty much my first day in the industry. Saw her do a presentation for an online seminar, and I was just drawn to her. So help me welcome Beth McKenna. Hey, everybody. Hello. How are you? I'm good. How about you? I'm good. I love your friend in the back there. Yes, this is Gus. He also <laughs> he just woke up from a nap, apparently, so he's got to make waves. He wants to be on the uh, podcast today. He does. He does. We'll have uh, Gus as a guest, a guest guest star. How about that? There you go, co-star. <laughs> Well, I'm excited to get to know you today. Like I said, I saw you do an XBiz seminar and it was on taxes and legal um, aspects of the industry. And at the time to find out that you were also an adult creator, I just thought that was amazing. Partly because at the time I was still working as a social worker. So I had my day job and then doing the adult business in the evenings and weekends. Right. Combining that professional life with the adult life, I thought was really drew me in. So of course I want to start off and find out how did you get into adult content creation being a lawyer? At the time that you saw me, I was still practicing full-time in a law firm here in Mississippi and doing adult stuff on the side. Yeah. It was hard. It's it's basically, well, you know, it's like doing two full-time jobs at one time and it's just not possible to do both well. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I would look at the hours per week. It could easily be 70 hours a week between the two jobs. Absolutely. And you're right. I wasn't able to give 100% to my business. Right. I did quit my job full time in April of 2022. So I I bet that was freeing. It was. uh, Yeah, it was very freeing. And and then fun to watch my business just go crazy because I could concentrate on it. Right. Awesome. But tell me, how did you find yourself in the adult industry as a practicing attorney? Well, to be honest, it came from a boring marriage. I was married. I'm a, my, my fiance would call me a homoerotic bisexual. Uh, oh. Bisexual homoerotic. So I, I'm bisexual, but my relationships are with women. Um, so my then wife uh, and I had been together for mm, 17, 16, 17 years mm-hmm. by that point. And uh, we're best. We're still best friends, but we um, we just weren't having sex, and I uh, we just weren't intimate. We were. Mm-hmm. We got great. We had great partnership ability, but not the intimacy. And I turned fifty in August of 2017. And it hit me like a brick, not the age, but the fact that I don't want to live the rest of my life like this. I love her, but I need more, you know? And so I started, I started, I didn't even watch porn before I turned 50 other than, you know, just a a few little tricks college boyfriends played on me to try to shock me. And it didn't, but you know, it's like, oh yeah, there's that guy. Um, But it was, that was like the old seventies porn it was like 
truly, you know, cringe worthy. <laughs> but uh, but they were just trying to get me to react. Right. But, um, so I started watching porn, and there was a site, uh, Girlfriends Film was one of mm-hmm. my favorite sites to watch, and they had a series. I think I think it's called. Um, well, crap, I can't remember what it's called, but I'll, it'll come to me. Uh, but it was a lesbian series where two female, perf- and they are all girl, obviously girlfriends film is yeah. all girl, but, um, but they had a series where they would put two female performers together and they would interview each other. Oh. And it, it might've been called Real Sex or something like that. Mm-hmm. But they would interview each other and then they would go, have a scene, you know, right. and the information that those interviews provided, you know, they talked about testing. They talked about the reality of do we fake orgasms or not? And some do, some don't, and you know, all sorts. It was very informative. And so in watching porn, not just lesbian porn, but uh, straight porn as well, I started thinking about, I could do that, you know, I would love that, you know. So in May of 2019, another performer, she's actually a writer, producer, performer, Jay Mm -hmm. Taylor, uh, just popped up on Twitter with, okay, I need fresh meat. Who's in, you know, just to (laughs) see, see who bites and looking for new performers. And I did the little emoji with my, you know, the hand up and she was like, okay, are you serious? Pick a date. And so, and she told me later, she said, I've never had anybody bite and actually go through. And I'm like, well, you hadn't met me yet, but um, (laughs) when I decide to do something, I go do it, you know? So, um, and my, so I set up a week, uh, in May where I went to Los Angeles and like my first day in porn, I did a photo shoot with Mm -hmm. Dean Capture. He's an awesome fella. Love him. My, I've been, yeah, I've used him too. Yeah, he's amazing and such a sweetheart. He and I had bonded because he's from the Memphis, North Mississippi area, and I'm in in Jackson, Mississippi. So, um, so we bonded over barbecue and ribs and whatnot. But um, so he that photo shoot was my day one in porn, uh, and then day two was a girl girl shoot with Jay Taylor. And then a boy, girl, girl with J. Crew, J. Taylor, and me. And I, you know, my questions for the week were: Can I? Number one, can I do this? I mean, it's mm-hmm. I'm naked. On a, there's a camera person or more. You know, right? Um, other people around. Does this bother me? Not mm-hmm. even a little bit. And um, then, do I do I like it? Do I enjoy it? Right. And the the name of the boy, girl, girl video is just like coming home. That's what uh, I felt like. That's, nice. That was like I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be. So the light that went on. Awesome. Yeah. Wow. You just, you just jumped right in. You know, it seems I, yeah. like when I talk to a lot of people or interview them or even for myself, we started like selling panties first or, you know, doing something that kind of led us to filming content. But right. I, I love that you knew right away that was something you wanted to do. Well, and I didn't. So when I got on Twitter as Beth McKenna, I started following because the the porn I was watching, I would follow those performers. Right. And then, you know, I ran into Dean Capture on Twitter, started following him, you know, that sort of, but, but so I started 
interacting with these mostly female performers mm-hmm. and other people say I should teach a class on networking. But to me, that wasn't networking. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just, you know, finding common ground, finding, you know, uh, somebody likes music. So we talk music and, Oh, have you heard this? And you're both, you go back and forth and I never approached them about, Hey, I'd love to shoot. You know, mm-hmm. it was very respectful and just friendship and, not trying to push my way into the business. Right. And so with that, you gain their trust Mm -hmm. and respect. And then when I did start shooting, when Jay Taylor put that uh, Twitter out, um, then it was just like, Oh, cool. And people were like big name women were following my story and tweeting at me. It's like, Oh, I'm so excited for you. Um, All that kind of stuff. So it was really, I, I didn't even know about camming back then because all mm-hmm. I was doing was watching porn and then interacting with performers on Twitter. Right. right. Um, so, and I don't, I would like to cam some, but I don't want to cam like I, I, I don't know how they do it. The, the, the people, men and women that cam for hours are all yep. day or whatever. I, you know, my hope, my goal is to just cam. I want to cam just to interact with, the fans that, that are there and that want to get to know me. That's right. I don't want to, I'm not looking to make money on that. It's just an interactive way to get to know yeah. fans and then get to know me. But, um, but yeah, I, I, hats you. off to the cam people out there. My God. It's the hardest thing I do. And the thing about cam, cam is where my heart is. I mean, that's where I got my start. But the, the thing is that when you're in front of cam, you can't do anything else. I can't work only fans. I can't, you know, sometimes right. you can get, you can get content when you're making, uh, or when you're camming, you know, turn your phone right. on. If you know you to do right. something. But you're right. It is tough. It's tough. tough business. <laughs> and to be on for that. I mean, and I know like a, a performer, a cam performer that cams all day mm-hmm. you know obviously they're going to take breaks to eat or to go to the restroom all that kind of you know right. take a breath but you've got to be on all day mm-hmm. you know yeah. and that in itself i'm oddly i'm sort of an introvert so that would be very difficult for me too yeah it is but i encourage you to try it i mean and there's so many different sites that you know you can be on sites that do just private shows so you're right. not you're not as much sitting in that public feed, but right. you know, token sites are more about sitting in the public feed right. and chatting. And yeah, and that's awesome. Yeah. The, the couple of times it's very odd. The couple of times that I have gotten on, uh, I don't remember which campsite it was one of the big chatterbait, maybe, I don't mm-hmm. know, but, um, but I was literally, I had gotten a new, with a camera, a, oh. an external USB camera, and was trying to set it up and was just trying to fiddle. You know, there's the, or in the past, there was the OBS uh, um, software that you had yep. to, and it's not user friendly. <laughs> and so I was just sitting there trying to figure out, can you hear me? You know, just testing. And people started joining my room, joining, my, and it, I made like a dollar and 42 whole cents just <laughs> testing. It was hysterical. It is true. I mean, that is, that is true. People just start they, they couldn't them. even see, they could hear me, but they couldn't, they, I had a, like a model picture that was on their <laughs> side, 
but they couldn't see me on camera. They could just hear me. I'm like, talk to me, type something. I don't know. Yeah. So, I love no it. Food. I love it. So at what point, tell me, did you go part-time lawyer and then, you know, so what is your balance? Is it part-time lawyer, full-time content creator? Talk to us about that. Okay. Well, so I started in May as the half and half. And then <laughs> to be honest, and I, I think I've, I've told this story before, so it's not earth shattering or anything. Um, they found out, my firm found out oh. and they fired me rightfully so. Um, and their reason was not because I was doing porn. Their reason was because I was doing other work on their time and they were yeah. absolutely right. And I, 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 some of my best friends are still there. I love mm -hmm. them. You know, we're on Facebook together and we get to dinner and all that kind of right. stuff. I have right. no grudges, but it did me a favor. I was actually in the Miami airport about to fly back from a shoot and it was over a weekend, but they just found out. And so I got an email from the managing member of the firm saying we need to, and it was a Saturday. We need to meet with mm -hmm. you when you get back. And I'm like, uh-oh they know. Yeah. And yeah. so I had a minute or two of panic, like, because I wanted to go full-time porn. Right. I wasn't ready yet, but I was exhausted from trying to do both, you know? Oh yeah. And so we got, I got, I flew back and, um, got to the firm and they, mm. um, they told me that they knew and we needed to pack up and get out and stuff. And I'm, I understand. And, you know, I don't have a truck. So they even helped me. I have like bookcases and stuff that you'd need mm -hmm. more than a, a SUV to carry. Right. So they even got a trailer and helped me move all that stuff. Wow. The good wow. guys. They're very good guys. But, um, so, but after that minute or two of panic sitting at the gate in Miami, I was like, I don't have to do this. I don't have to do that. I don't have to return phone calls. I don't have to bill my time. I don't have to, there's, oh my God, just this weight, just lift. Right. Even though I wasn't financially ready, it was just, it was honestly the best thing that ever happened. So also from, too, when you could um, dedicate a hundred percent to your yeah, business, that income is going to grow. Exactly. Exactly. So I, sh I started shooting content full time. And, mm -hmm. um, and I was, I got way behind because I didn't know how to edit, you know, I'm a lawyer. I type words for a living, you know? And, um, so I didn't know how to edit video. Mm -hmm. I had never dealt with any of that. Mm -hmm. So I, um, found a guy, it took me a while. I knew the guy that I wanted to, to hire. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, I, I think you met him, uh, G at, uh, at quick and dirty media. Oh yes. Yes. Yeah, that's, the guy. that's my guy. And, but I kept telling him I, I'm going to get it organized and get it to you, but I just never did. So, and then COVID hit and right. I had this massive backlog of content that had never been edited, never been released. Okay. So we just went to town and just, you know, that's so awesome. I, got, I was lucky during COVID that yes, I couldn't shoot, but, I had all of this backlog of material um, and I know others were not so fortunate, but yeah, it made me get organized and get my videos to him where he could start moving things and stuff. But, That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I plan to use him at some point. I want, I need to get that backlog. I'm one of those people like when I start making content, like I'll just crank it out, but it's like scheduling it in. <laughs> right. Exactly. And um, he's, He's great at editing, but he also, he also, 
schedules my um, the release of new videos oh every Friday on the. I use four now. I think we're going to X video too, but mini vids, uh, clips for sale, AP clips, and I want clips are the four main ones that we gotcha. use. And then nice. I also release them on the fan sites. I do OnlyFans, Fansly, and Loyal Fans. And so since those members are paying to be members, they get those videos at a discount than what you would get on many vids. So, but he, he handles all of that. All I have to do is go out and shoot porn. Nice. Upload it to the computer, put it on the folder where he can access it and he does the rest. So, I love that. I love that. I'll need to talk to you more about that process too. So you lose your job you know, which is a blessing in disguise. And I know what you mean, because when I was a social worker, I was like, God, I wish they'd just fire me because then somebody else makes that decision. I mean, it, for me, I wrestled with it for so long. And every trip I would go on before I left the firm, I I would just, my God, I wish I could do this full time, you know, and I had threatened to move out to Los Angeles and all this kind of stuff. And I can't move. I'd love to in the future. I can't move because my mom is here and I'm mm-hmm. her only child. So I'm here. But the more I live here, like I live on a lake and it's I'm looking out at it now and it's beautiful. And I have a family network here. I have a network of very close friends here. And it would really suck to leave that. So I would honestly rather stay here in a refuge and then go shoot porn and then come home to my refuge. I was going to say, you can fly anywhere. And you know, in this business, especially with the fan site stuff, I mean, as long as you can find performers to shoot with um, where you're at, you can live anywhere. Exactly. That's a nice thing. And I'm the only one I know in Mississippi. So I travel anyway, you know, whether I'm going, I have a lot of people I shoot with in Florida and then Vegas and LA are my other main cities that I go to, but I feel you. I'm in Portland, Oregon, and it's actually pretty dry out here. I've managed to meet a few performers as I continue to go to events, you know, stuff like that, but man, we not much options out here. You know, when you have one testing facility for like this whole, Mm -hmm. whole area, you know, that it's pretty dry. Do you have to use TTS? Yes. That's all there is available here. Yeah. And for mine, now that they're adding the swabs, which I'm fine with adding the swabs, but now I have to drive an hour and a half one way to get to a testing facility that works with TTS. So it's yeah. a day. And my uh, fiance, Olivia, is starting to work in porn more. Mm-hmm. But for her, and but she still has a full time job. Uh, so for her to drive an hour and a half oh. to get tested, to go just for a weekend to shoot somewhere, how was right. she going to do that? You know, so right. it's yeah. painful. It is painful. And I'd use my primary care, but they, believe it or not, that clinic isn't part of their labs is not doing the swabs. So weird. That, I know that is really weird. I just went through that you know, trying to get it through there because it's not cheap to, to pay for testing. I mean, out here, not only with the one facility, you've got your TTS fees, but then also that lab tax on a bunch of fees. And so you can oh, easily man. do yeah. 300. And then there's the 30, the shipping fee to overnight it to the testing facility and all that. Yep. Yeah. It, it adds up. And now that we're adding swabs, yes. it's, you know, and I, it's funny, I had planned a trip 
to Florida for the beginning of February mm -hmm. and uh, in talking to uh, the woman that I stay with and shoot with when I'm there, um, she text she sent a text the other day that said, well, so-and-so is out of town that week, so we don't have them. We're down to like two days of shooting. And I'm like, I'm not going to pay over right. $300 for testing for two days of shooting. Right. So I'll set up, I'll, we're going to wait till March where all those people are available yes. and we'll work our butts off every day for five, six days. And that makes it worthwhile. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. It can really get expensive. And you think about how much money am I going to make off this scene? And yeah, you, as a business person, you have to think about that as yeah. well. Well, and it's, it's funny that, you know, if you're in LA or Vegas, you can shoot all the time. So you're steadily testing yes. and it adds up, but at least you're getting content, you're getting paid shoots and stuff. Yeah. But, um, but, and I think you're in the same boat. I am that your uh, spouse Mm -hmm. will shoot. So yes. my fiance does. So at least we can make content together without having to pay for testing. That's true. Yeah. That is true. So, um, and that. when we travel, we both get tested so we can shoot. So there's like 600 bucks right there before right. you even leave town. Exactly. Exactly. It's frustrating. But um, one thing, one of the reasons also I was excited to have you on is you're a mature performer like myself. And so I want to know your take. Um, what do you think is different about being a mature performer in this industry versus younger? Um, that's a great question. I've seen a lot on Twitter and I've met several younger performers mm -hmm. that have had bad, ex much younger performers that have had bad experiences being taken advantage of by a director. Mm -hmm. You've got to, do this before I'll put you in so-and-so movie or whatever. Right. Um, and I don't know if it's my age or my personality or both, but I just walk in a room and you know, you're not going to get anything over on, you know, it just, and so I, I've never been mistreated on a mm -hmm. set. Same. I've never been mistreated by a co-performer, whether it's content or a paid shoot. Mm -hmm. And I don't, I think we get that advantage because we're older, we've lived, even if we haven't been in the industry forever, right. we've lived life and we right. know what a, a bad proposition looks like when you see it. You I think know? you're right. I think you're right. Um, for sure. We've, we've got that life experience combined with our age. So right. we, we ain't going to take no shit off nobody. That's and right. Exactly. Well, and it also comes, you have this too, working in an office environment where you've worked with men in an office environment and have, if I were to wager, you've been slapped on the butt or, you know, different things. I have too. And so you learn to deal with that. And as a younger person, like as a young lawyer or even before law school, I was slapped mm -hmm. in the butt at a firm I was clerking for before I even got to law school. And it was by a man whose son I grew up with. He lived oh. two doors down from my aunt and uncle still just, you know, and so you, you feel like, you, you know, you're under their control at that point, mm -hmm. either you right. suck it up or you lose your job. But, right. uh, but later that's, that's what I always worked for is to be independent and I don't have to suck it up. I can kick you in the balls if I want to, you know, that's and that's right. the way it is in porn. It's like, I don't, I don't take anybody's crap. And if yeah. it looks too good to be true, it probably is, you know? 
That's true. That is true. And what do you think physically, um, being an older performer, do you, how do you think that differs from being younger? I know I, have a funny me, I can tell you right off the bat for me, there are positions when I shoot with other guys who do shoot with younger. I'm like, yeah, my knees don't bend like that. We are not <laughs> I have that too. Well, I, I don't know how tall you are, but I'm 5'10", and I'm there's a lot of leg there. So, like, cowboy, reverse cowboy, you know, I'm like, what am I doing with this knee? You know, it's ridiculous. But the one thing that I notice with, um, especially male performers, um, I like in a, in the right setting, the right scene, I like heart, not rough, like slapping and all that kind of stuff but i like hearts just pound me and yeah. they aggressive what what now aggressive that's yes what like. and so and that's the funny thing is i'll allow women to top me but i do not allow men to top me so even though i may be in missionary position i'm the one in control right you know, even in, in personal sex in porn sex mm -hmm. whatever i'm the one in control so the funny thing is these very established male performers will come in and I was like, she's in her fifties, better be gentle. And I'm like, you know, do it. If you're going to do it, do it. And so they, they just act so like I'm such a, a fragile vase or something. I'm like, Oh no, you need to bring it, you know? And so that's what, so I get comments about that so much after a scene that, wow, you really like it like that, don't you? I'm like, yes, that's what I've been telling you the whole scene is do it, you know. That's awesome. That is so awesome. Uh, and, you know, luckily for me, I haven't had any issues with, like, the vaginal dryness, even though I'm through menopause. I don't know why. I've just been really fortunate, I think. I haven't either. But I still use lube. I'm a, I, I mention oh, yeah. that every chance I get. I always... Yeah. Uh, with men use lube, even though I don't have um, issues with dryness, I, I will make it, it's, it's like a platform for me, really. Mm -hmm. I will make it obvious on screen. I don't, I don't like sneak off and, I, right. it's like, oh, right. me the, you know, I'm, we're on camera and I'm. Yeah. Let's lube. normalize lube. Absolutely. Yes. And <laughs> toys and stuff. So. Yes. I just shot a new scene while I was in Vegas and actually had my co-star use a toy. You know, that's not anything I'd done in a scene uh -huh. before. Was your co-star male or female? Male. Male. Okay. Yeah. 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 And I think uh, so many people think that it's, and that's another of my platforms, mm -hmm. um, is that so many people think that uh, men more than women probably, mm -hmm. but that there, if, if I want to use a toy, then he or she is not good enough to satisfy me. And that's not it at all. It's, mm -hmm. it's your teammate. Think that's of it that it's your teammate, not your competitor. You know, that's true. So some of the best sex I've ever had is with a guy and a vibrator or, mm -hmm. you know, whatever. So absolutely. You know, absolutely. The thing I try to normalize lube and toys and all this stuff. Right. It's I okay love that. that. I love you know? it. So what have you've got? Do you have any big projects coming up for 2023? What are you working on? Tell us what we well, can expect. Um, more content. I'll be 
I'll be going to Florida in March. I don't know if you go to the Exoticas or any of them, but I'll be going to Chicago in April, the Exotica okay. in Chicago. That is a very fun show uh, if you have not been. And okay. so I'll go there and I've already got shoots lined up. There was a guy last year um, that I, I didn't know. He sent this very long, respectful, we follow each other so he can mm -hmm. DM me on Twitter. He sent this very long, respectful, like detailed DM to me. And I'm like, this, and I let Olivia read it. It's like, this is too good to be true. This right. is, this is crazy. You know, I mean, he would be the dream man if, if this were true. Well, it turns out that, and so I kind of, it's like, oh, I'm booked up, eh, you know, kind of blew him off for this past uh, April, Chicago. Mm -hmm. But, um, but then he was, uh, there are seminars that are put on during Exotica. Right, right. And they're, some of them are very interesting. And so this particular guy happened to be the model of the, who was showing what the woman, well, the woman was talking about different positions and he was the model that was showing them. Nice. On stage. And so I'm like, and then I, I figured out who he was. And I'm like, Oh my God, I'm so stupid. You know, I'm so stupid, but we've already been in contact. I'll see you in Chicago in April, you know, so, Good. but yeah, you, that's do you another, any other exoticas besides Chicago. Do you do New Jersey? I, I, I do Jersey. Those are the two that I regularly do. Um, okay. I don't, it, it's crazy to me to set a, a convention of any sort, whether porn or anything else in Miami in June. Yeah. You know, it's so hot here not. in June, but Miami, seriously. So, uh, and then the DC one is so close to Christmas. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, I'd love to go to that one. I hear it's a good show, but I'm never organized with Christmas enough to be able to go to that. So right. I customarily go to Chicago and Jersey. And yeah, those are I've, both been, right. I've been to New Jersey in 2021. That's the only exotic I've been to. Um, oh, wow. I usually go to all the other events, expos, a why not, you know, that kind of stuff. Uh -huh. But I would like to do an exotica this year, I think. So consider yeah. Chicago. <laughs> maybe, yeah. maybe. So you've got lots of shoots booked this year. Uh -huh. Any pro shoots that you know coming up with studios? Not, not so far. I'll be out in to make up for missing AVN and XBiz in January uh, earlier this month. Mm -hmm. I'll be, I'm going to set up a longer trip to mm -hmm. just to LA and then another one just to Vegas. Um, nice. So I'll be able to pick up some of those paid shoots with right. people there. It's, it's funny. The paid shoot schedule so far out, but the mm -hmm. content creators are like, I don't know what I'm doing tomorrow. I might have a paid, <laughs> you know, so you, it's hard to plan both yeah. in the same time time frame but right um, right so but yeah i'll i'll start working on my with the paid shoot people first and set that and then right. fill around it that's what i typically do yeah get them get the paid shoots first mm -hmm. for sure there's um, a um have you ever done the wrestling ariel x does a um and there are other people that do too but she's my favorite the um it's like wrestling porn that like two people wrestle and it could be two women two two men uh one of each and they wrestle and and she's asked me to be on that because i'm oh. tall and fit and stuff and and i'm like i have arthritis in my toes i was just gonna say i could never do that 
And, it, you know, you're barefooted and I never go barefooted. I, I'm mm-hmm. always in shoes, even at home because, and I, so there I have tender feet. So, and she's like, no, no, we'll take care of you. We'll, we'll, we won't let you get. And, you know, it's like at that point when she first approached me, I was still working at the firm. I'm like, I cannot afford to be hurt. You know, I still have a job I have to do. And so, no, no. And she was like, no, no, we, we can take care of you and, you know, not, not let you get hurt and all this kind of stuff. It looks fun, but, um, I couldn't, I get hurt too fast. I mean, hell, I broke my wrist the summer before last, just going down a slip and slide at my adult son's house. I don't think wrestling is a good thing for me. No, no. (laughs) <laughs> wouldn't recommend but she has a, another site i think where she is dominated by wow. the other performer and so oh we'll, we'll be watching for you to do that you're mm-hmm. gonna make your wrestling debut right <laughs> maybe we'll see but um but the, the top bottom thing that i've always i've done i'm also into bdsm mm-hmm. and that first week of of my porn career in May of 19. The other thing I did was I set up a session with a female dom in Los Angeles. Oh, nice. And I, I didn't know, you know, I've never experienced anything like, like that. So mm-hmm. I could be honest with her about, I will never say I have no limits, but because those are the people that really have, no clue. but I had enough awareness to know that I don't know what they are. Right. I would like to find out what I like, what I don't like. So we did, it was like a two or three hour uh, session and nice. she allowed, we filmed it and she got the content and I got the mm-hmm. content and I've done two other longer sessions with her since wow. then. And we film it and sell it and stuff. So that's really, that's really cool too. But I've, I've always been the sub. I've never been the dom in those situations. Okay. So okay. I would like to branch out. Yeah. I, I am more dominant. I have a dominant personality, but there's also like, I'm kind of a switch because there's a point where I'm tired of making decisions. Yes. To make yes. decisions for me. What are we having for dinner? You know, I don't know. Yeah. yeah Especially I know exactly. when you own your own business and I run, the, you know, I live the business 24 seven. Right. Uh, Rex, Rex still has a day job, that kind of thing. And he, you know, He's my stunt cock and, but I just get tired of making decisions some days. It's like, I have made so many fucking decisions today. I don't even care what I want to eat. I'll I'll just eat cereal. It's fine. I'll be fine. (laughs) You know? Yeah. I do that the same way. My um, ex-wife was one of those people that could never, could never decide where to go eat or you know, if we were going out, what do you feel like eating? Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't know. And so I keep throwing out different things and Chinese, Mexican, you know, and oh yeah, that's, but that sounds good. To, you know, it's so frustrating. So I would give her, I've learned to give her three options and you can choose one of these three, nothing else. <laughs> and that's it. And so then, then you get there and the menu was overwhelming. So then I started having her look at the menu online before we oh went so she could narrow it down at least. Yeah. I love her, but that was, I, I, God or whoever put her in my life to teach me patience. <laughs> I love it. I love it. 
Well, as we close out the show, I've been so excited to hear your story because I'd never like heard, I didn't know that you got fired from your firm and all this good information. Um, I think we've shot for some of the same, or at least, well, I've only done one pro scene, but for um, score, I think we both shot for score. Yeah. So a lot of similarities, but one of the things I love to ask my guest is for a granny panty tip of the week. So what's a tip that you would give women who are older? It can be about anything. It can be sexual health, sexuality. It could be beauty. It could be exercise. Wow. I think what I would say to that is, be, and we're living examples of that. Be yourself. If you don't want to be sexual at all, that's perfectly fine. If you are hypersexual, also perfectly fine. You know, be whatever you want to be sexually mm-hmm. and in any other way, but don't be apologetic for it. You know, mm-hmm. I, I've always had a very high sex drive and I've always been taught mm-hmm. in the South, the, the Bible Belt, that, oh no, we don't do that. Yeah. Oh no, you know, that's a, but, um, but now that I can be myself completely and mm-hmm. like at home, my friends know what I do. Mm-hmm. So, and we joke and pick, but I'm completely open at home yeah. and I, I go and do what I want to do. Olivia is open and accepting. Mm-hmm. She goes and does now. So that's the, the biggest piece of advice I would tell, yeah. especially women is go be what you want to be, whether it's sexually or career wise, or as a mom, whatever, go do what you really want to do and don't apologize for it. I love that. And it, I'm glad you mentioned that your friends know because all my girlfriends know, (laughs) in fact, all my whole family knows, um, unfortunately, Unfortunately, we weren't the ones that decided when they knew or not. We got got outed. We were close to telling them, but yeah. But when that got out, you're right. Very free because there's no now. You know, before it was like, gosh, why are mom and dad are traveling all the time? Why are they going to New York? Why are they going to Miami all the time? But yeah, very freeing. And so I love that piece of advice for sure. Yeah, my mom doesn't know, but I have other family members that found out that I'd rather not know. But mm-hmm. but and there was a girl around town that was a, a friend, acquaintance, that was just spreading the word around, like, we're <laughs> runners. She, so she'd go to the Fleet Feet running store and, have you seen? Oh, my God. And so I don't know who knows, but yeah. I finally just embraced it. Yeah. And, like, I don't care if you know. I care if my mom knows, but that's the only person. Yeah. 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 My 81 year old dad, I've, I've like told him in really, really generic terms and I'm not sure that he understands it, but that's okay. <laughs> I, at least I have a witness that I did tell him. <laughs> that's right. So you can't, he can't say, Oh, you never told me. Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah, man, you just weren't listening, but that's right. Well, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. Thank um, you for having me. I've had a blast I hope, with you. I hope I see you at Exotica, and I can't wait to collaborate with you at some Same. point. I know yeah. we kind of got derailed for our last right um, schedule, but I'll make it. I'll make it up to you next, whether it's an Exotica or next ABN. Next time we see each other, I'll make it up to you. I love it. I love it. Well, thank you again, Beth. And I can't wait to see all this new stuff and content that's coming out for you this year. 
Thank you. I'll be watching you too. <laughs> Sounds good. All right.